Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Sober Man Club. Let me just go into a room which has got a bit less echo. There you go. Hopefully that's better. I was in the kitchen just having breakfast and I thought I'd do this before I go out and start doing some work to get the house just some little finishing touches for the weekend because we've got our first opening to sell the property. So I'll start with my hand on my heart. I make an oath and I swear today that I will remain sober. Yes, I've just done, I did my workout, had some breakfast and thought, yeah, get on here, do this, then it's another thing done. Take it off the list and I get outside. Yeah, that's one thing I was thinking uh, when I was finishing up my training that we need you know, you really need some, at the start of going sober, I've noticed, we need this dogged determination not to give in, to keep going. And at times when the, the, the triggers do come up, and many times in, in the past, I've, I've fallen. You know, because it is so easy, and it is, I suppose, thinking it, it's just lazy, isn't it? You know, you want something, but you don't want to do the hard yards. You don't want to have to be disciplined and say no. No to your cravings and triggers. And it's, I think it's something that we can, it will pay dividends in the rest of our lives for when we need to do something. Because let's face it, if you're listening to this podcast, you need to give up drinking. Because, um, yeah, <laughs> because why else would you, you'd, there's plenty of other things you could be listening to. If you're listening to any kind of uh, sobriety-based podcast or reading a book about sobriety, you know it's time to stop. You know, any time's a good time. The best time, I think I've said it before in one of the previous podcasts, the best time to quit drinking alcohol is after you've drank your first drink. And the second best time is today. And yeah, and it's not necessarily going to be easy. But I, in the past, I did find an easy way, and it was called that book, and I'll I'll promote the hell out of it. I need to, I'll do a post on uh, Instagram and Twitter later just promoting that book because it is an excellent book if you, you can either read it or listen to it and if you can keep an open mind while listening to it it will make a big difference i mean i this next second time around it didn't really work straight away i found with me i found i needed to pad it out myself do some research really make the the negatives more, I don't know, what's the word, more real. Um, so looking up, like, uh, like research, by ind independent research as well, because there's been a lot of research done out there on alcohol, the benefits of alcohol, that have been paid for by the alcohol industry. So obviously those people doing that research are going to find the results 
that the alcohol industry want them to because they're paying them. So what you want to do is find the research and who's paid for the research to know if it's really independent or not. Because sometimes these industries are tricky fuckers because what they'll do is they will a, a research will be funded by some foundation. And then you need to find out who's funding the foundation. Because who's funding that foundation that's funding the research is who's paying for, you know, where it's going to be more biased towards that industry. And when you do find that stuff, it's, I found it's really helped to solidify the reasons and the benefits for quitting drinking. And that's really started to help me at the moment. And the more I look at it, and then when you, and being around for short periods of time, I wouldn't recommend like hours and hours of being around people that are drinking, but a short amount of time. Especially if you can go to a party, you know, there's going to be drinking and there's, you know, if you can get there and you've got a, you can give yourself a hard out, like a hard, you know, firm reason or excuse of a certain time you want to leave. So say the party starts at uh, seven o'clock, you can say, okay, people are going to start getting loose after probably maybe three hours. So you give yourself a hard out at that point. So you go, mm, I've got, a, you know, you get the invite say, yeah, I'd like to come along. Just that I really need to get, you know, I hope you don't think I'm being rude. I'd have to leave about 10 because I've got an early start in the morning. You know, and then so you've you've put it there. You've told the, the host. And then just observe. Just watch people. Just look around. And then just start to see how everyone is at the beginning of the night. And then just start to see how attitude the vibe of the the room changes and then people start getting louder people start flinging their arms around and wow it is an eye-opener just to see how people can change it's almost like they're possessed by a spirit because <laughs> it's funny when you think about the the name of like especially hard alcohol it's called spirits and when someone drinks a lot of spirits, they're not themselves, are they? That's uh, interesting. And it's funny, oh, I know it's spelled differently, but I, I don't know what culture it was now. I think it's one of the Eastern cultures, Middle Eastern cultures, where there's a, like a devil, like demon, and it's called the gin. And yet there's a spirit alcohol called gin. Is that a coincidence? I don't know. But yeah, give that a try. I mean, next time you're at a party, just watch. Just look around at people. At the start, before before the drinks are, are well in there, when they're on there, they're just sipping their first drink. And then just watch as the night goes on. And they're like four, five, maybe six drinks in. To start to observe. And it's like, you, because we're usually doing the same thing, we don't notice the change. Because we're like, we're in it. So to come out and look in, because that, I wouldn't recommend it at the early stages of like you're giving up booze. 
But at this point, I think when I'm in, I think if you're maybe three or more weeks in, and as long as you're not white knuckling it, as long as you're doing the work, because there's no point in actually just quitting drinking and then every day is a struggle. Because there was a guy I was listening to his podcast, and it wasn't his real name, but it was his podcast was called Vince's Last Drink. And I used to listen to this guy, and he did like, I think he nearly went two years without drinking. And every day was he sounded like he was he was battling the urge to drink, battling, battling, battling. And I noticed he kept reminiscing and romanticizing about times when he would have an IPA or you know just the way he was talking. And I was thinking, wow, you know, I did, I wasn't judging him or anything. I was found it really fascinating. And it was in the process I was listening to that while I was beginning to take a good hard look at my drinking habits, how it restarted again and resurfaced. But now I'm doing it again properly, going off the booze and staying sober. I noticed that it's going to be, if you don't do the work on yourself in understanding and re-educating and reprogramming your, your mind, it's going to be hard. And that's why I go on about the Alcoholics Anonymous, going there. And I think it's a good start. Don't get me wrong. It's good. And it's good that they they, they want to help people get sober, remain sober. But really, as an ongoing thing and living your life, it's, it's keeping you in that alcohol trap, if you like, just to keep saying, oh, I'm an alcohol. At any moment, I could... I could just, you know, fall and, and drink booze. Da, da. And that's because they don't understand yet what booze is. And it's not normal to drink it. And I wish I could meet that Vince, whatever his name was, what his real name was. I know he was an Irish guy and he was living in... Sydney somewhere or somewhere else in New South Wales. And as I've been now these nearly past three weeks, I think I've nearly since I've had a drink, I've been thinking, oh, I wish I could find out who he is and, and and reach out and see how he's going because he doesn't do his podcast anymore because he was going through some relationship troubles and that. and I think that's a, another big factor. If you're in a relationship, and I mean, I think from memory, his one was, he was like, he'd lost his license for drink driving, like, I never got that far, although I probably could have, if I just got lucky, because many mornings, I think I've probably still been over the limit, um, but he did get done, and it caused problems in his relationship, so this time he said he was going to quit for good and yada, 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 like that. And, but his partner, or his fiance, whatever, she kept, she was still drinking. She was still going out and, in, you know, getting them, t accepting invites and bringing him to, like, social events in the early days of his not drinking, where there would be drinking. 
And then she was going out in the evenings and having a drink and coming back home drunk or whatever. But he was saying that she kept putting it on him, like how about she was afraid to fully commit to their relationship because he, because he, his alcoholism in the past. And I think this was even like almost a year in of him staying sober. And that's not good. And I know it sounds harsh, but if you're going to, you know, you're going to go, you're going to be sober and you're going to, you need to, you probably need to ditch that person out of your life. There's probably a lot of people you need to ditch. I mean, I've been so, like, I'm so grateful of my wife who, she she quit drinking. The first time I quit drinking, she quit. And she stayed off of it, pretty much. You know, when I started drinking again, she would try a little bit again, but she would just be like, nah. So to have a partner like that, a wife like that, who, when you're going to make this... And she wanted it. She wanted me to, to quit. You know? So you can't like want someone to quit something and not give them 100% support. So you need that. Obviously you're fucking better off being on your own. Because if they're going to carry on living that alcohol, drinking, drinking culture lifestyle, it's going to be a fucking... It's going to be almost like a rubber band you're wearing. You know, where you're, you're, you're going to keep feeling the pull back. You know, back to that drink culture. Because your partner is still in it. So, yeah. It's very much you're, who you associate with. You just, and like I said, I mean, we had friends. We used to go around their houses a lot. And it was always a big old drink up. And when I quit, I tried going to a couple of their uh, parties, house parties and stuff. I just couldn't do it. Just could not do it. You know, I did a couple and it was just, it's too hard. You know, you, you don't need it. And to be honest, I remember when I listened to that book, The Easy Way to Control Your Drinking, this, uh, the guy who wrote it was saying that a lot of the parties you go to, you, when you stop drinking, you go to those parties again, and they're boring. And the only reason why you went before is because you drank, so you didn't feel the boredom. So just don't go to boring events. That's why I always find that if you go to an event and there's no particular activity you're partaking in, you're just standing around, listening to music, talking bollocks, and drinking. Like now take the drink away, and then what you've got? You've just got a room full of people listening to music, talking bollocks. And that's why I like to do things like, oh, if you're going to get together, let's go and do an activity. Let's go bowling, let's go uh, whatever, I don't know. Fucking climbing up a hill or a nature walk or something like that. Whatever, I mean, we've done ones where we've gone... And did painting. <laughs> so you're kind of sitting opposite your, your partner or whatever. And you'd be sitting there and you're chatting, having a, a laugh. and But you're painting each other in a style um, that is dictated to by the person running the event. You know, there's things like that. There's lots you can do. 
and it just makes things but you're you're doing things with each other you're communicating you're, you're having a, a laugh you, you know you you know or you can have people come around and you do some gardening for each other or you help you know you just spend time actually achieving something because you're not really achieving much standing in a room listening to music talking bollocks anyway i think i'm talking bollocks now i think i better wind this in i haven't got a clue what i'm going to talk about this now because what i'm, what I'm going to talk about what i'm going to name this podcast because i've just been all over the place so i'll leave it here i've been rattling on for over 16 minutes now i hope you're having a good start to the week uh, if you're not well start now i'll speak with you tomorrow adios